0: Welcome to My Secret Place devotional with Oyitz Alfred. My secret place, dwelling with the Father, going deeper in His Word, but true. Welcome to a new week and it is a time to rejoice if you are a child of God irrespective of the circumstances you can see with your eyes just know that God will always be on your side working things out for your good. We're going to go to our devotional today but first let us pray from Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 12 where the Bible says although a wicked person who commits a hundred crimes may live a long time. I know it will go better with those who fear God and who are reverent before him. So what God is saying is that if you want a great destiny, if you want to end up well, he says then you need to have two ingredients. Number one, you need to fear God and you need to reverence him. That's what we're going to pray. Father, thank you for this new week. We honor your name for bringing us into another day. And Lord, we ask today, Put your fear again in our hearts, Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 86 verse 11 that, you know, you should unite our heart to fear your name. Cause your children and as they function this week, they will fear your name, oh God. Because the Bible says it will go better for us than for any other person who turns their back against you. Thank you for answering this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Pride is the cancer of the soul. The same way physical cancer destroys a person's body, what cancer of the soul does is that it destroys the soul. It cripples a man from the inside out. And you know, it is the most destructive cancer ever. That is pride. The reason is because it triggers a fight between the person and God. And that's not a good place to be. James 4, 7 tells us that God will fight and oppose and bring down those who are proud. And you know, if God is the one fighting and resisting you, who do you run to? That is why pride is a very destructive cancer. A lot of people have ruined their lives because they've held to pride. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 6, 16 to 17, when he was describing the six things that the Lord hates, the first he mentioned, he said, a proud look. So even that you just look at somebody with pride, that's bad enough. The Bible says God hates it. You haven't even done the action of pride. You just have a proud look. That is a haughty look. The Bible says that God hates it. I know when God says, I hate something, then it's something you need to run away from. The Bible tells us in Psalm 105 verse 5, it says, God was talking, he said, I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure." conceit and pride this is coming from God he says something called pride he said I'm not going to tolerate I'm not going to endure it which means that coming into the presence of God when you have a proud look or you have a proud heart the Bible says God won't endure you or tolerate you in his presence you have to get rid of that thing if you really want to step into the holy of holies where God is and the same thing is repeated in Proverbs 21 verse 4 he says haughty eyes that is a type of pride if you've listened to our dealt with it haughtiness is when you look at people you know disdainfully you feel you're superior the bible says haughty eyes a proud heart and evil actions are all sin so many people when they confess their sins to god they say oh god forgive me i lied i stole i committed fornication most people don't repent about pride and that's what the bible is saying that all these things are all sins pride haughty eyes when you look down on people it is a repentable sin but see, the reason a lot of people continue in pride is they don't even know the symptoms of pride. And that's why we're looking at the different types of pride. But today, let's look at the anatomy of pride, meaning let's dissect and analyze pride. How do you know when pride is in operation, we're going to take a look at it today if i can't finish today because the list is long i'll complete it tomorrow so you listen to today's devotion and please listen to tomorrow's on the reason i'm taking all this time is because pride is not something you can sweep under the carpet if you want to please god if you want god to be pleased with you then you have to understand pride and know how to deal with it so let's take a look at the few symptoms of pride let's begin to analyze it in no particular order i'm just going to mention things that you look at and if you find yourself in any one of them write it down and and then you know pride functions in you and you want to you know get that out of your life so number one is you get irritated when someone tries to teach you something you're like Ugh. I know this already, you get irritated when someone is trying to correct you or to even teach you something. Another symptom is you have this attitude of I know it all, you know, when someone is talking, oh, I know it all. And you know, when someone is telling you something, say, oh, I already knew that. You know, you quickly tell them oh I already knew that. And you're saying it because you want to prove that you're smart and the person doesn't need to, you know, tell you anything because you already knew that. Can you just keep quiet and allow the person to talk? Another symptom of pride is that they interrupt people in mid sentence. They don't allow people to finish. Because if you're a humble person, you want to allow the person to finish. Don't cut people in. It's beyond bad behavior. Some people think it's bad behavior. No, that bad behavior is born from a place of pride. You think you know what the person wants to say. You think you have something better to say than what the person is already saying. Is a form of pride. Again, when you finish other people's sentence, in other words, you're saying, I already know what you are going to say. No, you don't know what the person wants to say. You are assuming that you know what the person is going to say. No, it is a form of pride. Can you allow people to finish? Have you observed the conversation between Jesus and any other person in the Bible. He always allows them to finish. Even when they are being foolish, you keep quiet and allow them to finish. You would study Jesus. You will never see him complete somebody's sentence. Even in your foolishness, in your ignorance, he will allow you to finish saying everything you want to say and then he'll bring his own opinion. Another symptom is that you always try to prove that people are wrong and you really go out of your way to prove that they are wrong. And you're doing this not because you want to show the right thing, but you want to show them that you are smarter. You are more intelligent another symptom is when you say things like don't you think i know what i'm doing that sentence is born from a place of pride and haughtiness again people who don't listen to other people's ideas or wisdom they just feel why am i listening to your idea i already know you know the right thing another symptom is use big words deliberately and then you begin to explain it to people. You already know they may not understand the big words, but you're deliberately using the big words because you want to appear intelligent. You want to appear like you have all these words and all, and you're doing it deliberately. It's a different thing if that's just your vocabulary, but when you are deliberately doing it, just to prove that you know these words, then there is a problem, and that problem is called Pride again, when you detest and despise other people's beliefs, even if they are wrong, you don't have to despise them and look down on them. Just understand that okay, you know what? I know this because God has helped me, and I just trust that God will help this other person's belief. But you don't despise them, you don't detest people. Another symptom is you attack back when you are confronted about a mistake or something wrong you have done. You know, you try to argue and justify the things you're doing. Maybe someone says, Oh, you shouldn't have gone left, you should have gone right. You attack the person back, you try to to justify why you're doing what you do and you know they never admit wrongdoing or say sorry a lot of times i hear people say husbands don't say sorry or men don't say sorry they find a way to say sorry no that's a form of pride you can't say i'm not going to say sorry i'm going to find another way of saying sorry why are you finding another way why can't you just simply say i am sorry or i admit what i said or did was wrong if you struggle with saying sorry if you struggle with admitting your wrong then pride is you know lurking somewhere within your heart. Some people admit it's wrong but it's a big struggle. It's not easy for them to say Pride. What you're dealing with is pride. You have another group of people who, you know, they don't like it when you address their kids and say that their children have done something wrong. And the reason is because they think it reflects badly on them, right? So their concern is, oh, my kids don't act well. It means I'm a bad father. I'm a bad mother. And I don't want to be seen as a bad father and a bad mother. That thought process is pride. You want people to feel you are something that you are not. And that's one of the first types of pride we dealt with when we dealt with hypocrisy. You want to show the world. That you are something that you are not. Now, there's no problem, you know, with kids being corrected. The problem is, what is the motivation? Why don't you want your kids to be corrected? Why don't you want your kids to be bad? Really, if you look at it, it's not because you really care about those children, it's because of the self image. So, you see, people say, you remember this family, we are known for being good, we are known for acting this way, don't bring shame on the family. Why are you saying that is a form of pride? Why are you saying don't bring shame on the family? Rather than being interested in the children turning out well, you're more interested in the image of the family. At this point, I'm going to stop because my time is up, but I encourage you to listen to this over and over again, right down where you see your issues as it concerns pride so that you can take it to God in the place of prayer. Tomorrow, we're going to continue with the symptoms of pride or better put the anatomy of pride. What does pride look like? That's what I've just shared with you. God bless you. Have a fantastic week ahead in Jesus name. Amen. For other life-changing messages, you can now download the app, Rev O'Yeex Speaks, from Play Store for Android phone users or iOS Store for Apple users. You can also follow on Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram, all on the handle, outfit. Thank you so much for listening, and have a blessed day.